The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors. Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Alright guys, back for the second episode of From the Mouths of Madness. Hope you guys enjoyed the first one. We got some uh, little more surprises for on the second one for you. Yeah. Sprucing it up a little bit. Um, with me on this episode, I've got the co-host, yeah, Fuck You Hunter. Hunter. No, no, I'm gonna, it's, just so you guys know, it's Fuck You Hunter. We just shortened it <laughs> to, uh, to uh, be a little more PC um, and to get away with it in certain uh, areas. In we, certain, and, certain ways of describing me. Just, yeah. 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 So, what's up, man? What's up? You ready for this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and our guest tonight is Mike Reiser. Hi, everybody. <laughs> he is an, another avid horror fan. Yep. Also a fan of Summertime. Oh, God. Fuck you. Jesus. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> fuck Summer, dude. Right, it's, the not, best thing, it's not my thing, dude. The best thing about Summer is knowing that right after that's fall. There you go. That's it. Yep. Dude, I went to Wawa on the way home from work this morning, and I saw all the Reese's pumpkin Halloween candy, and I got a heart on because it means Halloween's around the corner. So. Oh, and the day we're recording... First day of school, you know what that means? Yank out all the school supply aisles. Halloween. Fucking right. Yes. No Fucking more pencils, right. no more books. <laughs> <laughs> Still all the teacher dirty looks, though. Mm. But no, uh, yeah, it's it's the season, man. Like, from now to the end of the year, I'm good. Like, fucking this fall into of, winter, man. This it's is, kind of our go month. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, from now, yeah. We got, and we got some fun shit coming up for the spooky season, too. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. But, um, so, our episode tonight, we decided since... It's the end of summer. Kind of wrap it up with talking about some of our favorite summer movies. Say favorite summer horror movies, right? And obviously there's the big franchises that all go through the summer and or set in the woods. You know, I think Evil Dead is a wood one, but it's not really set in the summer. They're all wearing like long sleeves and stuff like that. It doesn't really I, feel very summery. I always put that with the fall time. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah, the woods always seems to make it a little more autumnal, even if it's not. Something like Cabin Fever, I know they swim, but boy, does it look cold. Yeah, right? <laughs> Same thing with Cabin in the Woods. It's like, no, that's yeah. definitely the fall. Because they're in school, they're taking a break, mm-hmm. you know. I'm pretty sure Tucker and Dale is summertime, right? Yeah, they're yes. wearing a, they're, he's wearing shirt, no shirt and a oh, bib overalls. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's summer. Well, but that's redneck. They, that's all, all I've, year. Honestly, I've, I've met a lot of rednecks. I've never seen one in the middle of fucking winter or fall walking around with no shirt and bib overalls. That's true. That's I'm true. Just, <laughs> saying, just saying. But yeah, so, but the biggest franchise, obviously, it takes place during summer, uh, is Friday the 13th. But, Friday the 13th yeah. set the standard for that just uh, the ultimate creepy, scary slasher murder the fuck out of you when you think you're going to have a good time for a little vacay fuck up your vacay that's what jason did he just fucked up your vacay man <laughs> every time and he just like didn't just stick with crystal lake he just like trolled around every fucking campsite right because he moves yeah the only one that took place in crystal lake was the first one and then the second one it was renamed and then after that it was different camps mm-hmm. right? and then he was even off to such iconic destinations as new york city and outer space and outer sp- and hell wow. and hell, hell. he's been he to, hell. Go to hell yep yep been to hell <laughs> Hell couldn't hold them though. But primarily, no. they take place in that area, which yeah, again, yeah. I think we we brought up like, how do these people keep fucking living around that area and not be surprised that you know Jason shows up? Like, yeah. After the like the third movie, what the fuck, people? 
<laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, at least in New York, yeah, you're going to get a little caught off guard. But if you're like, oh, we're like a mile away from Camp Crystal Lake, we're fine. No, too fucking close. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. It's like you think that the radius around that camp would just get larger. After every movie, like I'm just like well, desolate. It'd be like, like a ghost town. You just have like it almost looked like Chernobyl at some point, where there's just like this 30 mile radius around Cam Crystal, Cam Crystal Lake, where it's just a ghost town. Yeah, just ghost towns. Uh, real quick, let's run through the panel and uh, we'll talk about the um, our favorite of the franchise. Um, I'll go. I know mine, and mm-hmm. it has been. I mean, since I was like I don't know, fucking nine or ten. I know where you're going. Oh yeah, dude. Jason lives, man. Fuck. Jason yeah. six. So good. Friday the Part Six. Jason lives is just. That's when they really started those crazy kills. Like, not like just gory kills, but like ridiculous Jason super strong yeah. crazy kills, right? He, I, yeah, he takes a chick's face and just puts it through like the RV wall. Like, <laughs> He takes a sheriff and bends him in half. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah that, that's... Yeah. that's yeah, that one's so fucking good. Or he like grabs the one paintball dude and like just rips his arm off, <laughs> throwing him into a tree where that A kills him, but like he just looks at his arm like, huh. <laughs> and the and the pacing's actually really well done in that one. And your main Tommy in this one, like, like, oh, he's legit. Like, he does a good job. Uh, uh, Tim Matthews. Yeah, he's uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, exactly. One and two. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, dude, those are those are my three movies for that actor. Is you know, one Return of the Living Dead, one and two, and then Jason <laughs> Six. He's the and I mean, he he is my favorite because that you have an adult in this one. But that leads into my second favorite, which I'll just touch on is Final Chapter. Um, that's Corey Feldman is Tommy. Why are you just picking all of mine? God damn, dude. My tattoo is fucking four. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> but you literally just said your favorite one, and I'm waiting to jump in and say, all right, let's bring up some fucking final chapter. And you're like, also, let me bring up the other one that Hunter really fucking likes. Well, how about we just jump to you, <laughs> and then you can talk about final chapter, yeah. dick. Yeah. Okay. It's fucking, it's the second best one. Um, Corey Feldman and oh, yeah. goddamn... Chris McGlover, which yeah. anybody that knows me knows how much I fucking love. And the fact they have him do some Chris McGlover dance right before he gets fucking killed, fuck yes. Yeah. Yeah. A dog, a, literally a dog commits suicide to avoid Jason in part four. It's fucking amazing, all <laughs> right? The dog jumps out of fucking second story window because he's like, hmm, what are my chances? Fuck it. I'm just... And they make it dramatic. It's like a slow motion shot of the dog... Mm-hmm. Breaking through the glass and going out the fucking window. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's like um what was that? Oh, you're a dead fuck. Yeah. That was the thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing his buddy told him is like, you know, we did, 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 did sex and yeah, I want to sleep with her and it's like she wants she's not happy and he's just like, Let me talk to the old computer here. Do, 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 do. That says you're a dead fuck. Like, <laughs> God damn, dude. But that also has a seriously brutal death in it too. It kinda was the first couple of cause you know, prior to that Jason was just kinda like cut like well in three he cut that dude straight down the middle which was the most brutal death in that movie um other ones were kind of just like basic stab poke we squished the guy's head and popped his eye out in three that was pretty rad you so. had to with the 3d yeah had to had to. that's that's by right. the way on a side note um hilarious about watching part three not now not in 3d is all the blatant shit they did with the yo-yo and things like that where they're like check this shit out in 3d but now you're watching it, was it. three dude i mean i know <laughs> but now watching deal. it you're like okay pointless scene of a yo-yo in my face pointless scene of a stick going near the camera yeah. you know like the poker the fire po- place yeah. poker like this is dumb shit <laughs> um and is the uh death the first death actually in 4 is when he breaks up when he comes out of the morgue drawer and he grabs the doctor watching the jazzercise video whatever pulling his pud and <laughs> he takes the fucking bone hacksaw and starts like yeah. sawing the dude's head off and then he just 
turns at 180. And I'm like, God damn, man. Also, what's awesome about that is um, if you notice that dude is uh, one of the main guys in the first couple of Police Academy movies. Yeah, he is. Which I watched the Police Academy movies before I watched this. So it's kind of fascinating to see like, oh, wow, this is a dude. Oh, never mind. He's fucking dead now. <laughs> um, Mike. So mine is not based on kills or anything like that, but I like Friday the 13th, the 7th, the New Blood, the best of all. And I'll tell you why, because every villain deserves a great antagonist who's going to give him a good challenge and push him to be a better villain. Freddy Krueger had Nancy from minute one. She's more clever than he is and willing to go the extra mile to put him down. Of course, the uh, the Devil's Rejects had the Sheriff and Bounty Hunters on the other side tracking them. And the Alien, it's got Ripley going at it. I wouldn't want to go toe-to-toe with Ripley. No. So finally, by giving Jason somebody worthy to fight, uh, that was a very ad- interesting addition to the franchise. And it led into my second favorite, Freddy versus Jason. Oh, Ooh. yeah. That definitely is something I want to touch on with that. I just got to throw, I enjoy Seven, but fuck, it drags. Like, it just, the pacing, like, you're just waiting, like... And I know they want to introduce us to the characters so that we can cheer when they get killed. But fuck, it takes forever for them, for Jason to show up and start just taking out motherfuckers. I do agree. Well, there was it, it took her coming back to the lake where her dad was killed to use her powers to bring Jason back. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Basically, Seven was Carrie versus Jason. Yeah. Essentially. The tele- so only someone with telekinesis can apparently give Jason a fair fight. With a little yep. side uh, weekend at Bernie's, because that's... The- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is always hilarious because that dude shows up at a ton of these horror cons. Right. And they always put like Friday the 13th Part 7 and then also Weekend at Bernie's. And you're like, I'm pretty sure anybody that's getting his autograph, it's probably more for the Friday the 13th than, dude, it's fucking Bernie. But I will say, last con I was at that he was there, he does have the Bernie glasses and he oh, will straight amazing. up put them on and take a photo with you. That's awesome. I yeah. got to do that at least once. Yeah. I got to pay for that at least once. Yeah, next horror con, bring your members only jacket. Yeah. <laughs> you're going Weekend at Bernie's. But you said kills and all that wasn't one of the reasons for loving Seven, but honestly, dude, Seven has the best Jason kill in it, dude. The sleeping bag kill. Oh, that, that is, is the fantastic. best fucking yeah. kill he's ever done. Not not because of the brutality. Well, yeah, because of the brutality. Yeah, not say. because it's like gory and heads getting ripped off. Yada, yada. It's because he just tied a bitch up in a bag and just beat the living shit out of her against of a tree, dude. That's like, <laughs> that's I mean, that's like everything encompassing Fire 13th into one kill. Summer... Just got railed by my boyfriend. We're out in the woods in a tent. Oh shit! Stalker comes up, grabs me. And just I, I can't even escape. Like he just ties me up in the back. Whack. Yep, you're fucked. <laughs> Literally my favorite Jason kill. Second being the sheriff being bent over in six. That's my second. <laughs> I fucking love that death. That's awesome. You hear the crunch? Oh god, it's so brutal. You break his fucking back. Um, you're right. Freddy versus Jason probably falls four for me. A lot of people shit on that, but I mean, I I still enjoy it. I love it. Yeah, it's, I love it. It's just like. It's fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. It's fun, right? Like, I mean, dude, there's a flaming machete going at somebody, and then Jason's killing motherfuckers on fire. It's held up so well. And, like, Freddy is super famous for being a great shit talker throughout his movies. Only when he's matched with Kelly Rowland does he have a better shit talker. No shit. Yep. No shit. <laughs> the second best member of Destiny's Child <laughs> has a mouth, and it's great how she uses it effectively against both of them. And how about how, like, they found a way to, like, they pump Jason full of basically horse tranquilizers multiple times to keep him asleep. <laughs> yeah. Like, they keep, like, having to hammer him with that That's, shit. That scene where they're in the bag with him, like, fuck that. I don't care how much you've got him fucking knocked up. I'm not sitting in the back with fucking Jason. And they start spitting up blood. He's like, he's drowning. Someone needs to give him mouth and mouth. I'm like, A, I wouldn't fucking be in the back with him. B, I'm never fucking giving that dude CPR to save his life. Fuck, yeah. I love that movie. It's fucking great. <laughs> Killing water? 
Oh, the, point, yeah, one of the first yeah, ones. The first it's, ones, yeah. yeah. It literally, he's on a stool and it gets pulled out, and the only thing he can grab is a giant pot of boiling water <laughs> that lands on him. Oh, there's several deaths, and if you think about it too much, you could hurt your brain. Where there's a girl in the shower and she gets stabbed, you know, through the wall in the shower, and then just sticks there with the knife and doesn't move um, forward as to get away from the knife. She just kind of leans into it and just gets stabbed all the way down. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, my instinct when something sharp hits me is to um, move away from it, not like, you know, rub up against it. Yeah, it's like the converse of like the Final Destination movies where they're all Rube Goldberg contraptions that you can't possibly survive. You're going to get killed eight different ways. <laughs> this one... You could move. Yeah. And I've seen plenty of other movies where people get hit with boiling water. They usually go, ah, and keep going. Or grab anything else. Anything yeah. else. Besides a giant anything. fucking pot of boiling water. Um, <laughs> and then, obviously, you get to the end, and the first time watchers <laughs> are uh, in for a um, big surprise. <laughs> Look, man. Or, I guess, a small Sleep surprise. Camp came out in, like, 82 <laughs> or 83. Well, I'm not doing a spoiler warning. I'm just saying that yeah. first time you watch it. Oh, yeah, no. And you're like, this movie's ridiculous. And then you get to that final shot, and you're like, amazing. You know what makes it the creepiest is the fucking face. Yeah. That, yeah. That, like, yeah. I think it was a mask because it wasn't the girl. Because, like, if you look at the credits for it, there's two different people that played that were the body part for that. It was yeah. kind of joined it together and post edit. Um, yeah. That's why it's so scary. The proportions are just all wrong and it doesn't even look remotely human. No, it's <laughs> fucking weird. God, I'm going, going back to Chernobyl. Like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> and it makes kind of weird sense that like, you know, Angela's hanging out with this dude. That's like, Oh, you're cool. And you've been treating me, you know, you've been really nice to me this entire time, but gotta take the fucking head off. Sorry, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about it. <laughs> But um, and, I mean, and then it, it, the first one's clearly the best. It's a it it I do rewatch it. It's a great movie. But we also do have the sequels <laughs> that. Whoa. There's one part whoa. in the second one, and it's the shitter death scene. That's <laughs> yeah. that. There you go. The rest of the movie is Did you pretty watch three? fucking. No, I've never oh, made it to three. And you know, there's a fourth one. That doesn't surprise me. There's a fourth one. The fourth one was never got finished, right? So <laughs> they took scenes from three. Oh, no, all the other three movies and splice it together so they can finish the movie and put it out. <laughs> How am I not surprised? But then the actual original director, um, hold on, uh, Robert Hitzig, from, mm -hmm. he wrote and directed the first one, came back and did uh, Return to Sleepaway Camp in 2009 or something like that. So I'm no interested to watch shit. that one. I kind of want to watch that one. Hmm. The original guy comes back to it. It's kind of like, okay, all right, I see what you're doing, right? It's, yeah. like, it's like the zombie movies. You know, the last one Romero did was Day, of the, was Day of the Dead, and then all of a sudden Land of the Dead comes out, you know, years later, you're like, I'm going to go watch this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah, then you feel bad for watching it. Fuck so. you, that movie's not bad, dude. Yeah, oh. I was just going to say, it really just depends. Is it like Stephen King, where there is more to say with Dr. Sleep, or is it the Land of the Dead example where, like, yeah, maybe it probably shouldn't have happened? You both can, like, suck my dick. <laughs> Separate times, because I don't want you to be lazy. <laughs> do we decide who does it by grunting and at each other as in the all the fucking zombies in land of the dead i just rewatched that man i'm sorry it doesn't hold up oh i know we're in summer movies but fuck that movie all, all right, right that's aside we'll get into we'll yeah do, we'll do a dead dead episode in the future okay we'll, we're gonna we're gonna discuss this motherfucker yeah um but yeah so honestly guys i was wrong the first sleepaway camp came out in 83 if you haven't watched it yet and, and you like horror go check it out it's a great movie. It does. It is rewatchable. Um, but the sequels, I just, blah, blah, blah. yeah. Blah. The first one's campy. 
Um, but yeah, definitely check out the first one and, and uh, maybe YouTube the uh, you know shitter kill scene in the second one, and then don't worry about the rest. Yeah. See, another one that's a slasher movie uh, is The Burning. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, The Burning that that was that was a great fucking movie. It was actually based off of a old urban legend from upstate New York about the Cropsy Maniac is what it was called. The Cropsy Maniac, I think is a, I think I pronounced that right. Basically, the story went, worked at the camp, or was a counselor, I forget which one, and the kids played a prank, <laughs> prank went wrong, <laughs> got horribly burned and disfigured, and then went and murdered a bunch of fucking kids. So, and by kids, I mean teens. I'm not talking about... Ten-year-olds. <laughs> We're talking teenagers. Yeah, teenagers. Yeah. yeah, they got a few years on them. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Once you pass fourteen or fifteen, yeah, you're fine. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're good. It's all good. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, and if anybody, if you've seen the burning, I mean, that's the fucking premise the, for the burning. I think the weapon of choice too is fucking edge clippers. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Because you realize, like, oh yeah, those have a nice handle. Good, just digging in deep, you know. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. And the, and, and the special effects on his face is fucking grotesque too. Oh like, yeah, I gotta go with that. Like I, they did a yeah. good job with making him fucked up. Um, another one that's actually loosely tied to that movie, The Burning, is Madman. And Madman actually was based off the same urban legend, you know, upstate New York urban legend about the camp counselor. But it came out a year later. So Burning came out in '81. Madman came out in '82. The reason it came out in '82 actually was because they had to go back and they had to redo the story. So it delayed. The, it actually delayed filming because it was so close to the burning that they had to change it. Like, whoops. Yeah. And so I don't know. Have either of you seen Madman? I have not. I've not seen Madman either. But I was going to say, if you can't get enough of this world, there's a documentary about it called Cropsy as well, which is about the legend itself, how it spreads, and two filmmakers go back to some abandoned places that are referenced in the legend and actually tie it to a once upon a time true crime story that did happen with some similar factors. Fuck yeah, dude! So if you love abandoned Bam. places, that movie is for you. And I just want to watch. I like docu- I love documentaries, especially about urban legends. Yeah, seriously. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's fucking awesome! Wow, so, so, so he did his homework, man. Holy shit! He's smart. Yeah, don't, don't, he, he's, he's. I'm very, just saying, you know, we had we had Smash on the last one, so. Oh <laughs> yeah, based off a fucking trailer, guy with the bat. <laughs> you Love had one job. Love Sorry. you, Smash. All right. Um, but so what they did differently was it's still in a camp summer. It's the and it's, it's filmed on like the last night of camp. Kids are leaving the next day, and they go out and they always have like a big campfire in the woods at night for the last day it's like the tradition or whatever and so it's near a house that a farmer used to live at and they tell the ghost story while they're there that uh what is it um madman mars is the name of the killer he basically for no reason apparently went and took an axe to his wife and then to his kids and then went in and sat down at the bar at the local town and ordered a beer with the axe. Like apparently he took a bloody axe, just stuck <laughs> it on there. It's like a beer, beer for me and a beer for my axe. And when they found when when the town found out what had happened, is they grabbed him and then they uh, took him and lynched him basically. Yeah, hung him from a tree. And when they came back the next day, his body was gone. And then they couldn't find the body of his of his family. So and they, they, the legend goes: if you say his name above a whisper, he'll come he'll come out. So basically, of course. One of the kids yells his fucking name. As one does. One does. Yeah. And then he just goes. I mean, it's got really cool deaths. The special effects are pretty cool. They do hold true to the legend where, like, they say if you say his name above a whisper, he will come for you and he will chop your head off. And there's a lot of just heads being chopped off in this movie. <laughs> one by a hood of a car. A chick's looking under the hood of a car and he just jumps on the hood. 
I'm like, Oof. oh, okay. I just yeah. appreciate that after he murdered his family, he just goes to the bar <laughs> with his axe. Yeah, yeah. I think he all he knew he was gonna pretty much, you know, probably be murdered by the townspeople. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of what's happening. <laughs> eh, go for a beer, you know. Oh, the what? The sax? Oh, it's just my family. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, two cool. brewskis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid. I mean, the movie it, it 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 holds up if you are a fan of realizing what these a lot of these movies were. You know, once Halloween came out and defined the slasher genre, there's a lot of slashers that just kind of copy afterwards. You know what I mean? But they're still fun to watch. Like, yeah. I still enjoy them. It's a, it's a good movie. And it slowly became like a cult horror movie. Mad Man is, does have a following. Uh, just quick call back to uh, The Burning. Um, there are some interesting uh, actors in there before they got big. One of them being Jason Alexander. Oh, yeah. 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 I just got out of the lake. Hair. No, I'm sorry. There's a few smaller actors, but Jason. It's weird seeing Jason Alexander in there. And you're just like, all right, how is you know? Yeah, how, yeah. How is he going to be taken out? Come on, George. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. Um, it's a summer, George. <laughs> anybody else think of any uh, big slashers? Because I think I've pretty much. Oh fuck, dude! Fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was a summer trip. Yeah. Yep. That was a fucking summer trip, dude. They the heat, to... the flies. Ugh. Mm. Yeah. I can imagine working in a slaughterhouse in the summer in Texas. You almost have to turn the fan on when you watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. Because you're <laughs> like, it's it's 70 degrees in my house, but just watching this movie, I'm fucking sweating my ass off. What <laughs> yeah. the fuck? That one definitely took place in the summer. You know, they were going to look uh, at the relative and the final land, right? That's what they were. Isn't that what the... I believe so. Original prim- I really don't care about the original premise of the yeah, movie. Yeah, they pick up a hitchhiker. I, yeah, and that's where I start paying attention. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> With all horror movies, you're yeah. like, something was going on, and yeah. then they ran into the killer. But that, again, another great slasher film, and again, changed the changed the face of horror movies yeah. with that fucking movie. The combo movie. of that and Halloween... Like, yeah. then you get into Friday the 13th, but it's, I mean, Texas Chainsaw and Halloween are like the two that just kind of form this whole genre. Yeah, I mean, and, and technically, you you can give Texas Chainsaw Massacre a little more props, and it pains me to say that, because Halloween's my fucking number one of all time. Always will be. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre was 74, dude. Yeah. That movie came out in 1974. Joe Pooper was that fucked up in 1974 when the world could not handle that, and it was banned pretty much everywhere, and made that sadistic fucking movie. And I've rewatched that movie so many times, I'm like, is this really as good as I remember it? And every time, I'm just like, fuck yeah, this is the slow descent into madness? Is is beautiful, well, so well portrayed, and like it, you know, it's I, almost filmed like a documentary, yeah, in that style, and it's just that it, it, it's perfect. Like I don't want that movie cleaned up. No, like I want. That's why rainy fucking yeah. That's why when um you know fuck Michael Bay uh <laughs> you know try to remake it and you you, you can't do that with that movie because that movie the age helps that movie yeah it, it does. makes it look authentic. So happy I got to meet. I did a photo op autograph with Gunnar Hansen. Before he passed, I am um, regretting. I fucking didn't do that. got to hear him tell stories about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just some of the things. Like, you know, all right, so one story I'll, I'll share on this real quick is remember the scene when it's it is already night outside and he comes back into the house and it shows it from an angle, just looking at the door on the stairway and you see Leatherface come in and he looks around and then he just goes up the stairs. Do you remember that scene? If you, if yeah. not, when you yeah. next time you watch it, it'll come out. He was like, "Well, we used to just sit outside and smoke a lot of weed." <laughs> and then we'd film 
And so I was like, I literally forgot what I was supposed to do. And then I remember <laughs> I was supposed to run up the steps. So that scene where he's looking around wasn't wasn't part of it. He was oh like, I'm God. fucking high. <laughs> on the fucking steps. Fucking stoned Leatherface. Dude, right? <laughs> yeah. But he's like, no, they used to, I mean, they lived right near like uh, somebody who apparently was growing pot where they, where they filmed that. Of course they are. <laughs> where they filmed that, there's apparently a giant, all kinds of pot around there or whatever. So they would like just, they were pretty much high the entire time they were filming. Like, yeah. oh, this is beautiful. I love this. This makes it so much better for me. <laughs> like, just because it's, it's it's so fucking hard. Like, the movie is so hard, right? Yeah. And they're high about it the whole time. And just, I mean, the conditions in it, like that scene at the dinner table, like, it was straight up like 100 plus degrees in that room and like, everybody was like, they look exhausted in the movie and they were fucking exhausted. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. That definitely is a, is a top favorite summer horror movie. Yeah. All right. Do we get anything of any more slashers? Oh. I've got one that's right on the border of slasher and the more ethereal, also somewhat coming of age one, the French extreme high tension. There's God damn just right. Yeah. Yeah, there's just as much sweat and stickiness as any of the uh, Texas Chainsaw franchise movies in that mm. one as it plays out on one disgustingly hot night in the French countryside. Have you seen that, Hunter? Oh yeah. Okay. I have another one. He just reminded me with that. Oh, well, let's not leave high tension though. Okay, let's, all right. No, 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 we got we to talk a little bit about high tension because that, that movie, first time I saw it, fucking, <laughs> fucking wrecked me. Thank you for bringing that up because I was like, I hope so. Could someone bring this up besides me because I fucking love that movie except for the ending. It's not like the ending. No, like, the, fuck ending, the ending. It's a, it's an unpleasant twist that doesn't hold up very, very well and it's very much defined by its uh, era. It doesn't hold up to the rest of the movie. Like yeah. the first time you see, quote unquote, the killer, uh, He's got a decapitated head using it to suck his dick. I mean, what the fuck, man? It's horrifying. Yeah, yes. there's like so many disgusting visuals. The thing plays out like a nightmare. If you haven't seen it, the color palettes are incredible. Uh, the action is surreal. Um, there's shafts of moonlight in the woods as people are running. It's probably one of the most beautiful and ugliest horror movies ever made at the same time. Because the kills are absolutely grotesque and not in a funny way. Like, you remember the uh, dresser kill yep. the staircase that was the, the one i was picturing went. fuck man and they, and they give you a bird's eye shot of that and they don't turn away like they you see the whole thing i love that i love i love that not everyone does it because it makes you appreciate it more when someone does where you see the entire kill without a cutaway yep mm-hmm. fucking love that oh ugh. and actually him bringing up high tension brought up another movie that kind of reminds and that along that same vein hills have eyes yes Yes. And that's, I mean, they're on a summer vacation. Both of them. The original and the remake. The, re, the, the original remake was good. I, well, the remake shares the director with uh, High Tension, I believe. I know yeah, it's it one does. of the yeah. French maniacs who did it. It so, does. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Both High Tension and Hills Have Eyes, you almost feel like you want to take a shower after oh, watching yeah. that. Yeah. There's, a, there's a couple of scenes in Hills Have Eyes, and you're like, fuck, dude. It's, it's definitely, the, the remake is definitely feels dirtier than the original, but Craven's is probably still trumps the remake. Yeah. Just because, but I can watch either one. That's oh, no, one yeah. of the ones yeah. where there's a few movies, and it's very few where I can watch the original or the remake, and I'm good. Yeah, there's a good point to the remake. It actually brings something to the table that the original didn't have. The original is loaded with this anxiety about nuclear power, and it spends just as much time humanizing the people. The remake, though, just goes for broke. They're disgusting villains. Yeah. There's none of this nuclear anxiety, culture clash, tension. It's just about the gore. And oh, it gives you that little tidbit when they when he breaks in the town to to get his 
uh, kid and the, and the and the woman where there's that one fucked up person in a wheelchair saying like you guys you just dropped your bombs and like you're like okay there's the slight humanity of you guys who get fucked up but all right whatever like I mean they gave you just enough just a little just bit a tiny sliver and then grab a baseball bat and start fucking up mutants yep <laughs> but both of those yes were awesome movies the original because uh, R.I.P. Craven because you're a horror you're a horror icon fucking Wes Craven right um, and um, the remake and you're right it was it was the same crew that did High Tension yeah you're correct another yeah, one is, yeah when he brought it up I was like I gotta bring that fucking movie up another one that I enjoyed and I didn't even think about it and this is I think we'll, we'll move on from Slashers after this fucking Wolf Creek ah uh, yeah that was seen... in the summer and it was mm-hmm. but it's set in Australia yep and the first one I watched the sequel I did not like the sequel the first one creepy as fuck this is this happy Australian guy, and he's just like, <laughs> I mean, he literally looks like your your everyday Crocodile buddy. Dundee. Like, yeah, he's a super nice dude, and then he's just like murdering the shit out of you, like not in a nice way. Yeah, you need to watch Wolf Creek. I will. I will. Yeah, it's well worth checking out. The Australian outback, as sweat drenched as it is, lends itself very, very well to horror. Again, not a slasher, but a psychological one. Uh, Wake and Fright manages to be one of the grossest and scariest movies I've ever seen. I've never seen it. And that is just a sweat-soaked nightmare of a man losing his mind in the outback. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah. Hmm. I want to try that. Contains extreme violence and cruelty to animals, uh, which so it's pretty notorious for its time that it came out in the 70s. But yeah, brutal. I do, I do want to try that. Uh, I mean, watch that. I keep saying try that. I do want to watch that. So, I mean, anybody else think of, let's see, what are their favorite summer movies that we've got? Oh, I got one. You got some? Let's I go. count as a summer movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a slasher, but The Lost Boys. Totally a summer yeah, movie. Totally yeah, summer movie. Yeah, yeah. Totally summer yeah. movie. I mean, if yeah. you're not sure, the um, shirtless dude with the <laughs> saxophone jamming out, like, I think. With yeah. his oil. Yeah, with his, his oil. oil. Yeah. With his oil. It's but yeah, that, I, I count that as a summer movie. So no, it is. It totally is. Yeah. And that movie. Oh, <laughs> it's my favorite vampire movie, dude. It's it's so good. It I wish Joel Schumacher didn't direct it because every time, like, that's his one contribution. He's done so much. Uh, he's done so much crap after that. But yeah. he directed Lost Boys. That's yeah, I don't always keep him. You know. Yep. I just I don't I don't get it. Like <laughs> I don't get it. How can you suck so bad? Like how can you literally bend Batman over and fuck him in the ass, but make Lost Boys? Uh Richard Kelly, uh, Donnie Darko, and then a bunch of shit. I mean, it happens. He tried. He, well, Richard Kelly tried again with the box, and that was garbage. And he tried, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is, there's multiple times that, but I, I mean, Donnie Darko, I fucking love, and then fuck yeah, everything else is shit. Lost Boys, I fucking love, and I will never watch any of Schumacher's Batman's or fucking any all that shit. But that that is a good that that does bring up a fun, not crazy violent kills. When we talk about how that movie. To be a summer horror movie embodied everything about the 80s in that movie. Yeah. Between comics, you know, more people were inclined to, like, just be out and about, like, you know, basically Santa Santa, Santa, Santa Clara. Carla, Santa Carla. Carla, yeah. Was basically set up almost like Coney Island-ish, right? Yeah, an amusement park. Yeah, you know. Um, or, you know, where I'm from, like, you know, New Jersey, there's Ocean City or, you know, wherever. And, I mean... I grew up with that. Like I grew up, you know, just a 15 minute drive away and I got the boardwalk and I got rides and shit. So, you know, by the way, kind of slack for being the murder capital of the world. Cause you barely see any, I don't know, police or anything at all. Like <laughs> you got flyers fucking plastered everywhere. And I, the only person I remember in the whole movie is the fucking security guard who gets killed in the first like two minutes. Besides that zero cops. 
Do you want to fucking work as a cop there? <laughs> the fuck? I mean, you can't you can't hire cops if no one's applying. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying once Shit. you realize that and you see no cop presence, maybe uh, let's move the fuck out uh, out of here, all right? Yeah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I'm just saying the town didn't really, you know, uh, do its part to maybe you know alleviate the murder capital, the world status. <laughs> fuck. We like this. This is great on our sign. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, but that's that's a good one. That is a, that's a good one. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Fuck, man. I love that <laughs> fuck. I mean, no, that's like my favorite movie, which actually, my favorite vampire movie, which actually leads me into my favorite zombie movie, which is a summer movie. People don't think about it because it's not like summer centric. Um, Return of the Living Dead. It happens on July 3rd. That, yep. You're right. I was I was thinking about that. And um, God it's damn hot it. Enough, it's hot enough to, you know, take your shirt off and start dancing with your titties oh, out. Oh, and then quickly. Oh. <laughs> oh fuck but yeah that movie is my favorite zombie movie i mean as much as i love my living dead and or all the dead movies that the, the mix of comedy and the gore and still have some jumps oh, it's fucking brilliant it is god damn it daniel what was it daniel bannon oh yeah he's the director oh yeah yeah you mean daniel bannon yeah also did uh wrote alien yeah, yeah. also wrote alien yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking brilliant Brilliant. I mean, the soundtrack. Ah, uh, it's like it's, it literally that movie is another one that catches the '80s even better than Lost Boys because that literally that soundtrack encapsulated a time. It's a time capsule with that movie. That's why it was so hard for Screen Factory to re-release it the way they wanted to release it because they had to wait to get back all the issues with the soundtrack to put the soundtrack back in the movie. Because so, if you have any DVD copy outside of Screen Factories, you don't have the original soundtrack. Your copy it, sucks. It stopped with the VHS. When it, when it first hit DVD, they had to cut out the Cramp song. Oh, no, not the Cramp song. The Damn song, which they actually still couldn't get back. And um, then they had a, like, I don't know how you would word it. They turned down the Rocky Erickson song with no vocals. <laughs> it's just the music for a second, and that's it, instead that's of having to true. sing. That's true. Yeah. And then there's another one, too, that they, uh, that, they had a, that they had an issue with. But it was multiple ish- copyright issues with that movie they had. And now that they have it back out, and if you have the soundtrack, you'll know it's it's loaded with awesome shit. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah. and then the damn song "Debbie Dance" is awesome. Great fucking movie. Love that movie. I think we uh covered pretty much some of the best. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of other summer horror movies out there, but then I don't I don't view them as being so good. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be real. There is one that's a candidate for greatest of all time, though it's supposed to be seasonally ambiguous. I've lived in Michigan, and I can tell you, it is too damn cold to swim other than maybe three days in July. It follows. No, no. no. It has to be summertime. Hold on. Oh, how do, you, how can, do we explain? you can quibble with it, but it oh. has received some of the best critical notices of any of the horror See, movies of all time. this is one of those things where um, I, I feel bad for you right now because there's several people not to bring that movie up to. And it's uh it's low down myself because as slow down as uh pulling up sleeves yeah we um we fucking hate that movie we went to go see it together and yelled at the screen for two hours it's That's, terrible yeah regular people need a horror movie for them every so often <laughs> regular people another summer movie I know what you did last summer great gate great way great gateway for small children to get into horror terrible movie on the whole but you know. Everybody needs a window that There's you can, not... don't hop right into high tension or hills have eyes, please. I didn't look at it that way, but you're right. Okay, yeah. good intro movie with, well, more mm. so, I know what you did last summer, because I will watch that over fucking It Follows. <laughs> Fuck that goddamn movie. Seriously. I, we oh. don't have enough time to break no, down why I hate that we, fucking we, movie. We can literally do an episode just shitting on that. We can do an episode just shitting on that movie. You can feel as soon as he brought the title up, and you and me just the tensed whole up. Changed. Yeah. Oh, so bad. 
<laughs> but no, you did bring up. I know what you did last summer, and that was that's definitely a yeah. Yeah, it, it counts. Was, it was it during counts. an era of horror that was kind of meh, but yeah, definitely I, good intro movie. Yeah, I, I think the thing that's nice about both of those is it will inspire generations to come. You can watch them when you're a kid; they're not too complex or challenging, straightforward, and it's just it'll it'll you'll enjoy it at twelve, and then hopefully it'll lead to a lifetime of enjoying the the genre. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we uh, I think we covered a I think we covered a, we covered a nice yeah. chunk. Um, so we're uh. We're we'll going to be wrapping it up here shortly, um, but we've got one more segment. And before we get to that, just a word from our sponsors. So we are two, we, we've got two, two big sponsors here. We've got the OG I'm going to bring up first. That would be Amazon.com. You can find any of the movies we just mentioned, including the sets for all, ones that have, the, have, have sequels, on Amazon.com. You just need to go to GUIPodcast.com. You can go on the links at the top right corner and then... Click through, Am- click on Amazon. It'll take you right to our the Amazon website through our link. That's all the extra you have to do. You shop like you normally do. Just going through that link gives us a little kickback. Lets us buy mics, recording gear, booze because booze, horror movies, horror memorabilia because pays for us to go to horror cons so we can get interviews for you guys. Like it, it, it helps us out. It helps us <laughs> out. Um, and that's all you gotta do extra. Just go to gypodcast.com, click links, go to amazon.com, and that's the same thing you have to do. If you want to uh, buy some merch, we have a uh, T Public is one of our is our newest um, sponsor, and we have I think right fuck right now we have twenty three designs. Yes, I think a fuck ton, a fuck ton, and we're getting ready to drop a couple more coming up soon for the Halloween season. And I mean, you can get on shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, onesies for your kid, fucking notebooks. I mean, pillows. You can get the, the go on the GUI page on T Public and look at all our designs, and you can get that design. On anything you want. Again, gypodcast.com. Go to the links in the top right corner. Click on T Public. It'll take you right there. And uh, I mean, I've bought a bunch of shit just because I like our designs. They're all OG. We all made them. Yep. They're all fun. Um, and that's from the Mouse of Madness is up there. All the podcasts on the network has their own design. And then there's tons of flagship stuff. And as well as this off the, off the wall fun stuff that we've come up with. And um, hope you go. If you check it out, you like it and you buy some stuff, you know. Love to see one of our shirts being rocked around. You know, <laughs> it's fun. It you is. Know? It's yeah. fun. So now for the last segment. Stump. The host. So Stump the host is a little trivia segment where we ask the guests to come up with six questions to ask the hosts. And they are just not, they're non-specific to the episode. They're just general horror questions. And... Whoever wins, it's basically about it's basically a battle between Hunter and I because we, we 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 do get uh, very um, combative with knowledge. And, yeah, um, this happens every once in a while. So yeah. it's a shit can, kind of shit talking contest. Exactly, yeah. you know, we just bragging rights, bragging rights. And also, you listening can determine if we actually should be hosting a horror fucking podcast too. That's the other thing too. <laughs> There's gonna be one where we like get zero right, <laughs> know, and we right? get all these. Fucking, we got no cred. Yeah, no cred whatsoever. <laughs> you guys suck. So some of the so some quick rules to it is that it's rapid fire. Like you don't get. We don't want to drag us out. We don't get, you know, fucking five minutes to try to find an answer. Also, if in the rapid fire, if one of us doesn't know it, the other person can steal it. So out of the six, the first person that gets the four automatically wins. So if one person gets their two right and then steals the two of the other persons, then it's automatically done and we're over with. We had the first the last episode, we did go all six and we still fucking tied. <laughs> and then the tiebreaker was bullshit. So no one, we just tied on that one. Yeah. So... So and it goes one to you, one to me. Yeah, and yeah. it and there's no order to it. Just you, you know, I, I yeah. don't want like people spe- specifically picking questions for each individual host. It's just fire away. 
Sweet, let's get this party started. Okay, what iconic 90s film franchise was just rebooted in video game form? Well, whose question is this? I think it's mine. Okay. Well, you, you, All right. I missed the question. What iconic 90s film franchise just rebooted in video game form? I don't play video games. You can steal it. Doom? No, Doom's still been around and kicking, but this one is just a brand new game entry. Can I give you hints at all? Yes, not, but not giving away, but hints, yes. It started its own genre that's still going strong today, and it takes place entirely in the woods. <laughs> I'm fucking... I mean, My head hurts. Yeah, I don't know. All right. All right, so... The answer to that one is the Blair Witch Project. Oh, oh see, I didn't, I didn't like any of that, yeah. so that's why I wouldn't remember yeah. that. God damn it. No, but uh, he's right, though. I remember yeah. reading about that, but I literally, anything Blair Witch, I glance and I, I go. Yeah. I, I didn't like any of those movies. Well played, good sir. The game yeah. just released, apparently it's not all that, kind of like the latter sequels of that franchise. I mean, the first one wasn't, the fucking movie wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, normal people need one. So, <laughs> so, um, Your term normal almost seems like you're saying special people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like nerf, nerf style Kids. movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's safe. It's soft. Yeah. Um, sweet. So uh, with that in mind, uh, this movie that um, is in the same genre as Blair Witch Project is the most profitable film of all time. And as a hint, it had a lot of sequels. In the vein. Oh, Paranormal Activity. Yep, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Very well done. Say, Damn. I was like, you better get that motherfucker. Yeah. I had to yep. think shitty dog. Okay. <laughs> All right, this one should be pretty easy, hopefully, so that you guys can go one for one. Uh, Rennie Harlan took Freddy Krueger to the beach in the fourth Nightmare on Elm Street movie, putting him in sunglasses and giving him fins offshore. When did Rennie Harlan return to the ocean for another horror movie? Oh, Jesus. Um, uh, I I, 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 You can go. A little feature called um, Deep Blue Sea. That's right. Again, shitty movie. But one of the greatest death scenes ever with Samuel L. Jackson. So the thing is, like, shitty movies, if I I deem them, my opinion is they're shitty, I'll watch them once. And if I deem them shitty, then I don't rewatch them. I don't know the trivia. My chocolate and my peanut peanut butter just mixed with Beautiful Disasters in this one where it's awesome, (laughs) shitty horror movies. That's fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. It's you again. (laughs) All right. So you're up next. We'll keep with the shark theme. Um, An excised plot to the Jaws film that was featured prominently in the novel finds Brody and the mayor united against what sharks that walk on the land as villains. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) There's an excised plot from the Jaws film that appears prominently in the novel. Chief Brody and the mayor have to go toe-to-toe with sharks that walk on the land. What kind of villains are they? I fucking no, no idea. Look, it's all you, Lodow. I mean, are you asking for the movie? No, it's like what are the, what what category of villain would these antagonists be? Uh, I'm I'm just gonna throw it out there, monster. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we're, I don't know. I'm he's, he's coming yeah, strong. Yeah, he's throwing some shit well, out. I mean, you got you, it's two nothing, but he's coming out yeah. strong. Well, the answer to that one is Lone Sharks. Apparently, the mayor has mortgaged the entire town to the Boston mob, and Brody oh has to help God. him fix it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you can see why Spielberg cut that stupid storyline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, whose question is it? Mine. Yours. Okay, cool. Uh, this author, who was a one-time Maine resident, collaborated with Lucky McKee to make horror movies and also made a horror movie based on the true-life tragic case of Sylvia Likens. His vacation-themed horror books are Off Season and The Woman. Off Season and The Woman? Yeah. He's one of the nastier horror writers out there. Um, oh, that's not uh, Joe Hill, is it? No. It's not Stephen King. Nope. Oh, 
Oh, what's the fucking uh, what's he has other son? God damn it! No, it's <laughs> he's got, just going through it's the It's not sides. a king family member. Oh damn it! Then I don't know. It's Jack Ketchum, famous for the Girl Next Door, which is one ah. of the more brutal movies based on an Indiana case, and then no, didn't. the woman about hmm. feral humans. Didn't know. Oh man, we're running out of questions here. You better, you better man. catch up. Yeah, I think you might be winning. We got two more questions. Let's go. All right, all right. Here we go. Mark Z. Daniel Lesky wrote House of Leaves, and his sister, this '90s pop star who shares a name with a famous horror writer, made a companion album called Haunted. Hmm. I have no idea. Oh man. She was famous for hits like Johnny, Angry Johnny, and Hello in the '90s. The only hello I know is Lionel Richie here. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> hello, the me you're looking for. Um, so, yes, uh, I have no idea. And uh, low down, anything? I just fuck no, dude. Opportunity to steal, no. last chance. I got one more question after this, and that's it. That's yeah, it. So I'm, not, yeah. I'm not winning or yeah. dying. Yeah. All right. What we got? It's Poe. What? Holy. God damn it. That does make sense. It does make sense. Yeah. I had no fucking idea, yeah. though. Yep. All right, so throw the last one out, see if I can add to my total. Or yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like throw it out, so I can see if I can add to my total. Or you know, have you still lose? That was six, y'all. That was six. That's six. Six. We went through six because of the steal. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well then, um, who was that? Oh, let me count real quick. And two, and then how many? How many? I got. I got zero. Oh okay. I got zero on this one. Bam! Finally. I like how he actually had, you know, all the questions ready to go, and uh, yeah. there was a tiebreaker. Did you have a tiebreaker? I didn't have a tiebreaker. Okay. okay. We well, have to remind you about tiebreakers, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, Kyle kind of shit the bed on the tiebreaker <laughs> the first one. <laughs> he did. He did. But we love you, Kyle. Yeah. Love you, Smash. But, um, damn. There was some good questions. Also, like, it shows, like, like yeah, I said, there's even with so much. There's so much. And, like, there's, like I said, there's shit that if I do watch it once and I don't like it, I won't rewatch it. And so if I get asked a question, I probably won't know what it is. That's what I love about horror. It's a genre that transcends any kind of ghetto you could put it in. There's music, art, video games, books. It's just amazing that way. It's so true. broad, and it's a vehicle to tell so many stories of the human experience. It's true. Very true. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also agree because I won, but anyhow. Uh, <laughs> fucking dick. Dude, you know if you won, you'd be talking some shit over there. Oh, always, always, <laughs> yeah. always. Fuck you, Hunter. <laughs> yes oh i'm sorry yeah uh-huh. yeah well guys that was it you just you just heard me get my ass handed to me by fuck you hunter um mike brought the fucking fire with those questions man no i mean we said general horror and he literally across the board fucking general horror that's that's good that's what we yeah. want yeah. hope you guys knew the questions because i fucking didn't so pretty much I mean, that's all we got Do you enjoy stories about drunk men on tractors T-boning a police car? Or someone jumping a gorge in a Nissan Versa? Or literally any story that comes out of Florida? 
then you're going to love Booze Clues, the latest podcast on the Geeks Under the Influence Network. We do this show live every month in the dark room in Richmond, Virginia. It is a cavalcade of comedians, podcasters, performers in an investigation or riff on drunken crimes and debaucherous activity around the world. Doors are at 7, show starts at 8, it's 21 up and free. Again, that's at the Dark Room, 2818 West Broad Street in the Upstairs Suite. For more information, go to GYPodcast.com. This is Mike the Hobbit, direct from Fallout on a trivia night, telling you to come here every first and third Monday for trivia between 8 and 10, 25-cent wings, drink specials, prizes, and tons of really inappropriate trivia. It's a lot of fun. Do you guys agree? Definitely come out and enjoy trivia every first and third Monday at Fallout.